Hey, Jason Rice with Lot Party. Hey, we've had a little bit of a change of plan. This is going to be casual Thursday. I don't have an interview. What I was planning on having was an interview for the recon and the you know the benefits of turning that inventory a lot quicker on the retail end or on the recon end. And I was going to interview uh, one of the porters or actually the um, service manager for one of the dealerships that do a phenomenal job of tracking and trending that and cut really cutting down that turnaround time. But he wasn't available today. They've had a big flu epidemic at the dealership. So this is again going to be kind of a casual uh, show today, but what I want to go over is a big, huge, I think, um, mishap in a lot of dealerships that don't take advantage of this and what I'm going to go over is what I call flat pricing and I introduced this theory back in 2011 now I understand I probably don't own the theory I know real estate uh, some real estate agents used to use this theory when when they were pricing houses and I talked to a couple people that you know years back that dabbled in it but over the five years I've really dug into studying what I call flat pricing and that means I'm pricing a car at a flat number like twenty thousand dollars instead of nineteen ninety five now I'm going to take this time on the show today to go over why we do that because again the lot party whole theme is what we can do to stir up that virtual lot to get more exposure to get more SRPs and VDPs and again I feel like there's a lot of talk in the industry about VDP and VDP pages and talking about dealerships inventory VDP page but why you can't get a customer on your VDP page without the SRP and this whole flat pricing strategy changes the game and I would never price a car any other way than what I'm going to go over right now and I'm going to give you some data to kind of back that up. I'm going to have some screenshots of you know some of these trends and the cause and effects of this and what actually happens in the industry and actually what happens on this site when this stuff happens because I think the more dealerships that do this, the more dealerships that actually do this strategy, the more benefits the dealer body as a whole. As a matter of fact, when I first came across this strategy, the dealer that I was actually working with, what happened was I was on a meeting call with him we were reviewing his inventory and we are looking at particular car, I remember it was around 12.2 or something, and I was adamant about, or I was trying to go after him, I said, hey, we, we got to get that down to 11.9, because what's happening is, anybody says, hey, I want a 12 grand or less car, we're missing it for that 200 bucks, I said, let's get down to 11.9, and then all of a sudden, it, for some reason, I thought about it, it's like, hold on, wait, what if we price it at 12 grand, and he's like, what do you mean, so what if we price it at 12 grand instead of 11.9 or 12.2, let's see what happens, so we, we tested out a couple cars, and we waited a week, and we looked at the activity, man, it just skyrocketed. So we tested out a few more cars over the week, and man, those activities have skyrocketed on those sweet spots. So then we flipped his whole inventory over, and I'm going to show you a chart later what happened to his his stats. But we flipped his whole inventory over. So you know, a couple months later, I end up having an article in Dealer Magazine saying, "Why would you ever price a car at 14,995?" I think it was September 2011 range on in Dealer Magazine. And once he's seen the article that I shared it with everybody, he's like, "Hey, why are you sharing this strategy? This was his little secret." But but what we realized, again, as I study this more and more, I think the more dealers that do it, the benefit. And I, and I let them know that. And again, we'll go over that here in a minute. But I want to take a step back and think about everything that's changed in used car and pretty much all the strategy I'm talking about really goes in effect on new cars too, is everything has changed over the last 10 years on inventory management and how we market our cars. Think about the internet. I mean, back before the internet or even at the infancy, we used to be able to just go buy a car at the auction or trade for one, put it through service, get it on our lot. We put balloons, we put the flyers out, we drive traffic onto our lot, and that was basically it. We always drove traffic into our lot and, and we would help you know, get a customer and put them on a car. 
Now, since the, all that, the internet's changed everything, everything has changed to data feeds, to photos, to descriptions, to market trends, market pricing, day supply, all this, all this stuff has changed. The only thing that we tend to hang on to is this psychological pricing strategy, a price in a cart, $19,995. And so I, sometimes I ask dealers, where do you come up with this number? Not so much the price of your car, but where are you coming up with this $11,998? You know, some dealers will say, well, if it ends in an eight, uh, you know, I know it belongs on lot A versus if it ends in a zero, it's on my B lot. Or some of them will end them all in 33. Hey, you know, when I go through Auto Trader and I see 33, I know they're my car. Sometimes we use it to, um, again, subprime or not. Move, a, put a, a particular digit so we know this subprime car, this one's not. Or the uh, famous pricing cars by eight by bucket I know if it ends in a one if the price ends in a one that's my first price change ends in a two it's a second price change and I even had dealers tell me you know if it ends in a six my guys know it's the last price change and I, I'm not going any any cheaper so sometimes we price a car either based off a of market or just some arbitrary number 24982 just so it makes it look like we put some thought behind it I've heard that before too but again this doesn't reflect on how customers are shopping in that traditional Traditional pricing strategy works. It's called psychological pricing. And the whole reason why we 19995 is we want to psychologically make that customer round down to that 19 number. Um, just to touch on this a bit, I think that's our big fail on losing gross. When we set up a customer, this is a side note, when we set up a customer at $19,995 to psychologically make them round down to the 19 figure, well, when we go pencil the first deal at $19,995 plus uh, dock fee, taxes, and, and equity, and we're, you know, first pencil's at 21 something, and that guy jumps out of the seats going, well, that's way too high, and we ask him, well, what are you thinking about? And he goes, well, I'm thinking 19. Can I really ask him, how'd you come up with that number when I'm really psychologically set them up that way. So that's a side note. I think that psychological pricing causes us gross, uh, losing gross. But two, psychological pricing is, it works when they actually see our ad. I'm actually gonna have some old print ads here. 19,995 actually visually works. Customers will round down, the 19 looks smaller than 20. So as long as they see your ad, it works. But again, this is a strategy that goes back over 100 years. Everything has changed but this old strategy. So customers aren't using the newspaper where psychological pricing works. Again, if they see my ad, it doesn't work. It works on radio. If somebody hears my ad and I say, focus is starting at 18.9, they, you know, all they hear is 18, they round down. So it works on radio, but they're not shopping that way anymore. They're going to the internet and they're going to these sites like AutoTrader, Cars.com, CarGurus, Craigslist, wherever. And a lot of these customers, especially since the economy, you know, the recession and stuff, these people are in tight budgets. And they go in there and they either look for cars based on their payment approval rate and or, and or number. They're going to say, hey, I want a Ford Focus. 10 to 15 grand, or I want a sedan, 15 to 20 grand. They're going in there and they're actually, now I have stats that will show upwards of 40, 50%, at least on AutoTrader, back when customers can type in the number that they want it. We're putting in budgets and, and price ranges. So the customers are going to go online, they're going to say, I want five to eight grand, 10 to 20 grand, whatever that make model. I was shopping for a Jeep uh, Wrangler, just a Sunday car to drive around. I didn't want to spend a ton of money, but I, I didn't want the cheap ones that were built, uh, that were beat up, and I didn't want the really expensive ones. So I did Jeep Wrangler, 15 to 20 grand, and I started my search. So 
So if customers are doing that type of searching, why are we holding on to this old psychological pricing? So when they do a search 10 to 12 grand, as an example, at the very beginning when I talked to that dealer about being at 12.2, we're missing 10 to 12 grand search on a sedan. We miss that search because we're at 12.298. Now he drops it down to 11.9, we would have fallen, fallen into that search, right, at the 10 to 12 grand. But what my whole goal is here is to help you drive SRP. So let's start, let's talk, talk hypothetically. If a shopper, if there's a car, a shopper out there that says, I want 10 to 12 grand, let's just assume 500 cars show up in his search, 10 to 12 grand. Then he does another search or there's a whole other shopper out there. He's looking for 12 to 15 grand cars, right? And there's another 500 set of shoppers there. So when I was at 12.2, I showed up to this 12 to 15 grand shopper. Now I dropped it to 11.9. Now I show up to these 510 to 12 grand shoppers. So I didn't gain any SRPs. All I did was move it from one set of buyers to the other. So by moving it from 11.2 down to 11.9, I might not really gain SRPs. But by pricing that car at 12 grand, what happens is you get the guy that says I want, or gal that says I want a car 10 to 12 grand, and you get the shopper that says 12 to 15. So now that's where you're, all of a sudden you're gonna triple double the amount of exposures, but I'll tell you, we've had cars go from 100 SRP averages to 1,000, or 10 SRP averages to over 120. These, this activity to skyrockets when we actually put it at that even number, and one that's, ones that are very popular out there, obviously 5, 8, 10, 12, 15, 18, 20, so forth. But here's the key, and I gotta take a breath here because this stuff, there's, you've gotta understand where you're advertising your cars on and then what those buckets are. So I'm gonna take a step back. I did this at another show, but I'm gonna show a graph right here. Auto Trader, what they happen to do, or show an image here, they have pricing buckets. And what Auto Trader does is they do $1,000 increments up to 20 grand. Then they do two grand increments after that. So 20, 22, 24, 26, 28, then 30. Once they hit 30, they go five grand increments. Now that's important because before Auto Trader's new layout a couple years ago where customers tightened the price, 25 grand was very popular on that site. If I priced a car at 25 grand even, or that flat price, activity skyrocketed. But now because they got two grand buckets after 20, 24 and 26, 26 and 24 become that popular spike in SRP, that, that popular bucket. But yet you go to cars.com and their advanced search, they do $1,000 increments all the way up to 30 grand, then they go five grand increments from there. Or car gurus, they do $1,000 increments to 10 grand and then two grand after that. So look at your own website. Your own website might have five grand buckets. Once you understand where those buckets are popular and what sites you're on, those are the key ones that you know are end up gonna get a spike. Now, I've also had dealers that once you transition to a flat pricing, because again, this is the only way I'd price a car. If you decide to flip your whole inventory to flat pricing, I had a dealer where after we introduced them, you know, a month later I'm talking to him, I'm like, how come you haven't changed the prices of any of your cars? He's like, well, I'm waiting to drop it a grand because you told me to drop it, you know, in these thousand, have it flat price, but you don't want to do that. I'm big on changing prices every two weeks. If you want to make adjustments every week, I would do $250 increments. So I would maybe 
drop it $250, $250, drop it $500, drop it $750. So if I have a car priced at $20,000 and it's due for a price change, depending on how I'm ranking in the market, I'm probably going to drop it $500 and go $19,500 after about two weeks or three weeks of exposure. So let me hit on that a little bit more too. Some of these sites like AutoTrader, they'll actually have a reduced icon on a car listing. In order to get the reduced icon on your listing, you have to reduce the car at a 2.5% reduction or more. So on a 20 grand car, you have to drop it at least 500 for it to say reduced. You can't just go in there and drop a car 100 bucks because if you did that, you could do that every day and never, all your cars would show reduced. It's 2.5% reduction. So again, I th I'm big on the $500 drops because majority of dealerships inventory average investments are 15, 18 grand plus your market. Most of your cars on average are going to be over 20 grand. Now, obviously, if you go to 40 grand, you're going to have to drop it a thousand dollars to get the reduction. But keep that in mind in flat pricing because that's part of the strategy too. If I price a car at 20 grand, I'm going to let that price marinate in the market for a while. I'm going to let it soak in all these eyeballs. You're going to see a car if you took it from 19.995 and put it at 20 grand, you're going to see a big spike in SRP activity, and then all of a sudden you drop it 500 dollars in three weeks. You're going to hopefully, if that 20 grand was priced aggressive, start driving some people's interest. You're going to get some phone calls and emails. So let's go back to that original strategy. Again, those shoppers that go 10 to 12 grand, um, 12 to 15 grand. I hope I, under, I explained why flat pricing would get you a spike in SRPs. You're going to get both shoppers, both 10 to 12, 12 to 15. Here's how you get the spike in VDPs. So again, this is a deeper dive into this whole strategy. I believe that most people, when they do a search, 15 to 20 grand or 12 to 15 are going to do a search and sort it low to high. Think about that person that says, hey, you know what? I want to buy a sedan or a Jeep or a Focus or whatever, but I don't want to spend more than $12,000. If that person, if that's all they do is say my maximum is twelve grand, well when I'm priced at $12,000 or your old eleven nine, I'm at the top of their budget. So I'm going to get the SRP because I'm at twelve grand. AutoTrader and Cars.com sorts high to low. So I'm going to be one of the first cars on that list. I will be the first car on that list because nothing's over twelve grand. Then uh, that, that shopper says, I just want to spend no more than 12 grand. He's going to see that vehicle, or she will, and maybe it's appealing to them. They go, ah, nice car. Maybe they click on it, but more likely they won't. They go, I wonder if I can find something cheaper. That's the most they want to spend. So yours is kind of last-ditch effort, and they might or may not be interested in it. So you might not get the VDP. Let's flip it to the other side, that shopper that goes 12 to 15 grand. She might look 12 to 15 grand, and I think most people are like me. And this is about a 50-50. When I ask dealers or anybody, hey, do you think they sort low to high or high to low? Most people say it's about a 50% mix. 50 but I believe most shoppers, when they do 12 to 15 grand, if they do happen to flip it low to high, all of a sudden that 12 grand car is at the top of the list. Again, because I 12 grand it, now we're talking to 12 to 15 grand shopper. They flip it low to high. I'm the cheapest priced vehicle in that whole segment. Now I get the VDPs. So get it? When I'm 12 grand, the people say, I don't want to spend more than 12 grand. I get the SRP, but I might not get the VDP because I'm at the top of their budget. The 12 and higher person, they flip it low to high. I'm the highest or the lowest price car in that whole segment. The 11.9 guy's gone, won't show up. Anything, uh, you know, the 12.1 guy, 12.2 guy, I'm the cheapest 
price car in that whole segment. Now I get the VDPs. So I've had real estate agents that actually have, have done this and, and proven that strategy too, where they've priced the house at 200 grand and they drop it 500 bucks, all of a sudden it disappears. No one calls, no one asks for appointments anymore because what happened was when they're 200 grand, they got the person that said 200 to 250. That that house was the cheapest in the segment. They called, emailed, and wanted to see the house. Once they dropped it five grand, they only showed up to the people that maxed out at 200 grand. And people, it was the top of their budget. Didn't call and email as frequently. So I do have a couple examples of what happens to your SRPs and ultimately your VDPs. Here's here's some graphs here. This is a I'm going to cheat a little bit. 2006 Colorado. You can see this yellow line in this graph are price changes and as we're dropping that car's prices the black line at the bottom is a five-day average of SRPs once that white line that before flat pricing that was those yellow lines we just kept dropping the price and you could see that that black line's even but as soon as we hit it to 10 grand that activity went from about a 400 or I'm sorry a hundred SRPs per day on average to over 600 here's another example of a 20 grand truck, okay? This is 133 days old. That yellow line, you can see a drop and then it stays flat. Then you see a big pickup in the black SRP line. So that vehicle was maybe getting 40, 50 SRPs out of the 19995 price. This is a car that yellow line doesn't change. It doesn't look like we moved the price at all because all we did was raise the car's price five bucks and look at how that black line shot up to over 400 SRPs per vehicle. So the, the flat pricing is going to get you that exposure and get you that big spike and but it also gets you the VDP because that car becomes more appealing to the 12 grand and less shopper that all of a sudden is the lowest one in the market. They click on it. So again, as people are clicking on these 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 cars because the VDP, they're at the top of their or at the bottom of their budget. Those are the cheapest price cars. I want to think about all these other sites that it might affect. You know, eBay, Craigslist. If you're a Toyota uh, dealership, Toyota Certified has flat buckets. Matter of fact, I think they run in $2,500 increments. Chrysler Certified, Nissan Certified. These check out your manufacturer, and if customers are shopping new cars and considering Certified, they might be shopping inventory on those sites. And so once you understand how these sites and where your car is being advertised and how those buckets work, you can start pricing cars into those segments to get, I always call them buckets, into those buckets to get the spike. So 18 grand and, and 15 grand. And I'm going to reference Viato here, but if whatever pricing tool you use, I know my dealers that use Viato, if we say, hey, let's price this car at 95% of the market, Viato will spit out a number like 17,982 would be 95% of the market. But what we'll do is take that 17,982 and wrap it up to 18 grand because we know that's a spike and that's a bucket that usually gets a lot of traffic on it and so the um those particular type, 18 grand, 15 grand, we know those are obvious, but there's some even that aren't that obvious, like six grand, 13 grand, I'm seeing 16 grand, 21 grand. Sometimes those numbers are big spikes. So how is 16 grand a big spike? Well, what happens is it's these 15 grand shoppers, 
that look up to 16 and they might think they can negotiate down or maybe if they find the right car for a little bit of more money they'll look up to 16 so even some of these odd numbers 11 13 16 again think about it 10 grand shopper looks up to 11 the 12 grand shopper looks up to 13 these numbers sometimes get you a spike not as big as the 10 15 20 25 granders but they do give you those spikes so I'm going to give you some screenshots here again how some of these these sites work this happens to be uh, one of the dealership sites dealer.com I think does five grand increments here here's another site this is Toyota certified again they do um, five hundred dollar or five yeah $2,500 uh, $2, increments. You can see here, 12.5 then goes to 15. So if you're Toyota certified dealer, keep an eye on that. Another way that I validated this, go to Craigslist and look at private sellers. Look at how they price their cars. Private sellers, a majority of them in your market, do this. Test me out and prove me wrong. Go to your market on Craigslist. Look at private sellers. Do a twin, a 10 to 12 grand search, private sellers, and you're going to see the private sellers price their own cars at flat numbers, a high percentage of them. So if, if, if they price their own cars at 10 grand, they go to the internet and price at 10 grand, we pencil a deal and say your car is worth 10 grand, why do we still price at 99.95? It's just an old strategy. Now sometimes it's just the car that we're gonna have to do this on. Think about this. I've got some examples up here I'm going to show you. Here's what 08 Suzuki SX4. They price this thing at 9973. Now I ask you, who goes to Auto Trader searching for Suzuki SX4? I couldn't even tell you what that car is. So the only way to get exposure on this vehicle is for somebody that says I need a 10 grand car because they're not looking for Suzuki. Think of Mercury Mariner, great vehicle. It's Ford Escape. Same thing. How many people run the internet thinking, oh, I want a Mercury? Mariner. Not too many people, but look at this one at 19988. Again, your best bet is trying to capture that 20 grand SUV shopper. Here's another one, Saturn Outlook. A good, great vehicle, but not too many people remember Saturn. No one's looking for a Saturn Outlook. They have it at 14,987. That car has to be priced at 15 grand. No one's looking for Saturn Outlook. You gotta price it at 15 grand. So sometimes you just have to price it at flat because of what the car is. So if you don't wanna flip your whole inventory to flat, if I haven't convinced you after this to flip your whole inventory to flat pricing, at least take the cars that no one's looking for that you know aren't that popular and flip it because you maybe you can get a sedan search. Now I want to wrap this up with the reason why I think the more dealerships that do this, it benefits the dealer body. Okay, think about a customer saying I want a whatever 2015 Toyota Camry, 2014 Toyota Camry, new or used, and they go to the internet and say I want to spend 15 to 20 grand. However, they flip it, but I'm going to use 20 grand as example. Let's just say all dealers decide to price a 20 grand car at 20 grand instead of. 19872. So we price a 20 grand car, 20 grand. Now they got 25 cars on Auto Trader or 50 cars on cars.com that are all 20 grand, right? So now what forces the customer do? They got to look at the best car for the 20 grand, the miles. But it's just not that. Here's another reason why. Go to Auto Trader. Well, you have to do it in a market that there's a lot of flat pricing going on and it's spread out over the years and a lot of dealers are doing it. But AutoTrader's default is the sort of car or the inventory high to low. But again, they can do 25 a page. If there's 25 cars at 20 grand, 
at all different dealerships, how else will it, what's the next sort default? Well, I found that the next sort default on AutoTrader, if all the cars are priced at 20 grand, it's the dealer that shows up top is the one that's closest to the customer. I, so we, we as a dealer body, if we price a 20 grand car at 20 grand, we manipulate this site to all of a sudden put my car if I'm closest to the consumer. I always thought if these third party sites like autotradercars.com or these classified sites would, as a dealer came to me and said, hey, you list your cars on our site, the people in your backyard, you're the first car that shows up. That's a huge benefit of me for a dealer, right? Customers want to buy a car locally. They don't have to drive an hour or two to find the right car, but it might be buried because of the way these sites are, are worked or because I'm competitively priced and I'm cheap, so I'm buried at the bottom. But if everybody prices a car at 20 grand, guy closest to the customer shows up first. Here's another way it benefits the dealer body on cars.com. Same scenario, 20 grand, There's 50, they do 50 a page, there's 50 cars priced at 20 grand. The next default, because it can't sort high to low, they're all 20 grand now, on cars.com, it's the dealer with the lowest mile shows up first. Again, a huge benefit for the consumer and a huge benefit for the dealer. If we both got a similar car, I got a 14 Ford Focus, SEU got one, mine's white, yours is tan, you know, or we're both white, you know, how do I, stick out. Well, if I have lower miles, mine should be a better deal. And that's how it happens on cars.com. So again, I'm going to wrap this up. The more dealers that flat price, I think it's a benefit for the dealer body. Again, the customer, when they go look for a 20 grand car, here's all the 20 grand cars. Now they, they're stuck with looking at the best deal for 20 grand, right? Two, I think it really helps reduce, going back to the beginning, our negotiation. I, I can go to the customer and when they say, well, I, I was thinking 19 grand, I can't at psychological pricing, I really can't go to them and say, where did you come up with that number? Because I psychologically set them up. So I think there's an advantage there. Two, I think it's a huge advantage in the SRPs and VDPs. We're going to get a big spike and capture that 20 grand car, that 12 grand car is better for the 12 and higher or the 12 and 20 and higher person than it is the 20 and lower. So again, huge minutes on flat pricing. I hope you appreciate this whole segment. Again, this was a casual Thursday type of episode. Uh, didn't do an interview. But to me, this is a huge part that if dealers aren't doing this, they're missing huge opportunities. I get so frustrated looking at a Mercury Mariner online at 19.9, and it just blows my mind that they don't put that thing at 20 grand. So I hope this is helpful. I'm actually going to throw in one of the weekly tips at the end here. I hope you enjoy that too, and see you next week on Lot Party. Thanks. Hi. I'm going to go over the third point of how to improve your used car operations that you have total control of. Every morning you probably show up and you drive through your lot and do a physical lot walk in a way and you go look out for holes, you go look out for cars missing plates and deflated balloons and dirty and you make sure the porter or whoever on that lot or do a lot party and rearrange it but we make sure that lot's standing tall for those incoming customers. But what a lot of dealerships don't do is their virtual lot walk. Go online and see how your cars look there. There's so many times that we do a virtual lot walk for a dealership and we see photos that are blurry. We see photos that the car's upside down or there's fingers in the photos blocking the car. Or I've even seen the wrong thumbnail, a Corvette thumbnail when it should be a truck. 
you got to go out there, do your virtual lot walk. Make sure your photos are standing tall. Make sure they're in a good order to drive VDPs and, and, and leads. And make sure your comments match up to your descriptions. Again, so many times I've seen a car with a roof in the photo, not in our comments. That is costing your search results. Somebody's looking for a sunroof, you're not there even though that car has it. Or vice versa, we put sunroof in our comments and there's no picture of it. Customer can't validate it's there. They might not waste the time to make the trip if they can't see it. So do your virtual lot walk. Make sure your cars are standing as tall, if not taller online, because you're going to get 100 times more people online than you would your physical lot. That right there will help your inventory turn. You get more exposure. You're going to get more leads. That, again, will improve your gross at your dealership. Thanks.